Welcome to the Sporting Lounge. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, you have your gracious host, me, myself, and I. And of course, the no belly button wonder of the world, Travis. Uh, now, I did catch wow. Travis off guard. He was turned around talking to someone else. Uh, so I did this perfectly on purpose so I could hit my piece today because Piper paid the Piper in pickles. I don't know what that said, but good luck to y'all. He's just trying to distract from the fact that I'm about to beat him this week in fantasy. Goddamn right I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I will give you the, the hats off to that. Uh, real quick, everyone grab a beer, kick your feet up as always. Enjoy. Um, you are going to beat me. You're going to firmly entrench A in the playoffs and B in. Um, you're locked into a top two seed pretty much no matter what because we only have four weeks less. And unless you lose all four weeks, you're safe. Okay, and yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm almost locked into the number two seed. I would just need one more victory. We need a we need eight wins, and then we're locked because the next person's five and three. So, um, about to be six and three. So I mean, remember he started off one and three, and we're trying to get him to sell. But I just really need the Ravens to allow like a ton of points right off the bat. So like they have like negative 20 points or some shit. So, so you, you need the saints to score without it being, a, without a lava being involved. Come on. Anyone else. <laughs> and then, and then, and then you need Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson to like fumble, a, 50, a negative loss. 15 yard loss on a run, fumble, lose the fumble and get hurt and not come back in on the same play. You know what? I have seen crazier shit happen. So we'll keep you guys up to date with that. Obviously right now, the Ravens I've had crazier playing. shit than that happened to me. Yeah, Lamar Jackson six involving game. one of the players we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like like you said, the, um, the man hurt me so bad I went and got him. <laughs> <laughs> he can't hurt you again if you haven't. Nope, exactly. My nightmare is on my team, and then we're gonna keep it that way. <laughs> hey, I don't blame you. Shit. Um. So, Baltimore Ravens fourteen, New Orleans three. It's at halftime. Um, no one's doing anything that is like notable in my opinion. No. So, um, I mean, Isaiah likely already has, um, uh, a touchdown. So maybe Mark Andrews replacement in a year or two question mark. You know what I mean? Depends on it if they be. re. I think it goes one of two ways. If they re-sign Lamar, then potentially yes, because Andrews is going to warrant big money. I think next cycle of contracts for the tight end situation in the league is going to completely reset the tight end uh, market in the league. Yeah, he, he probably will. Um, so one thing while we're still in football that I want to touch on is my Indianapolis Colts. We got rid of an offensive coordinator not too long ago. We benched our starting QB, uh, Matt Ryan, and now we have fired Frank Wright and named mm-hmm. – a Colts legend at center, Jeff Saturday. And I used to make the joke, he's so good, he should change his last name to Sunday because that's when he plays. Ha, ha, ha. I was 10, okay? I mean, <laughs> the man anchored some lines for Peyton Manning, so he's good. He did. He he really did. And I actually liked at the Pro Bowl um, when they allowed Peyton Manning to take one more snap under him, mm-hmm. even though he had switched. So, uh, I like that as an interterm head coach, but you want to know what I really want to come be our next head coach? He's, so, a, he's a great offensive coach. He's learned under one of the best coaches of all time. Ooh. He has been blessed with a generational talent at QB, and this Ooh. QB has thrown for 5,000 yards. 
you want to take a guess? Herbert. No, no. Same division as Justin Herbert's head coach. Our offense coordinator. Same division as the the Chargers. So you want the Chiefs offensive coordinator. You want Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy. Yep. Damn right I do. I either want him or I would like... um, I can see his face. His name is slipping away from me. Defensive coordinated, unjustly let go by Miami. Oh, um, yeah. I can't, I can't think of his name right now for with, some reason. With all of his controversy going on and him suing the league after that, I don't know he's, if he's ever going to have a job in the league again. He, uh, he um, probably won't, which sucks. Uh, Brian Flores. Yeah, Brian Flores. Um, he probably won't, which sucks because he was a good fucking head coach. Yeah. I'm sorry that finally when they let him go, they go, let's get the fastest team in the world. Mm-hmm. Like he could have done the same thing with a better defense, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's besides the point here. I'd either like uh, Eric, Eric would be my number one choice because offensive I mean, mind. He's been, he's been like one of the top two coaching candidates for each of the past like three off seasons. And I think a but lot of it has to do to do with a lot of people are uncertain how much he actually influences the play calling and how much of it's actually Andy Reid. Right. I was going to say there's two big factors to that. Um, the second biggest would be the fact that during the, the head coaching interviews and everything, he's in the playoffs getting ready for the next week. And obviously the biggest thing is, is it him or is it the fact that they have one of the greatest coaches of all time in Andy Reid? And they also have one of the greatest quarterbacks ever too. Right. To, to play the spot. So like, is it him? Did he train that up? Was it re like, so there's a lot of question marks, but I'd like to have him come over here and prove it uh, personally. I, I think Kansas city was a good example of a lot of people, like the right people being in the right place at the right fucking time. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know what they said? Oh, without Tyreek, you guys aren't going to be good. The rest of the division got better. Uh, this and that. And you know what? They're, They've stayed true to their their testimony. They have, in fact, held up, and they're they're still doing great. So, we'll we'll see what happens to some of their coaches this offseason. especially with Josh Allen potentially having a UCL injury, which that could be devastating for you. Yeah, don't remind me. I'm hoping it, it was just a a whack nerve. I mean, very possible. He still played, so like. You know, with their Super Bowl chances, they're going to want him out there. He's going to want to be out there, you know? So. Oh, yeah. If there's not, like, legitimate tearing happening or extreme recommendation that you need to sit out a couple weeks. Right. Now, if he can come back by week 14. Yeah. I think the only reason that's going to sway him to maybe come back sooner, unless there's, like, obviously, like, he needs to sit out and need surgery or something, is the fact that. NFC East is a lot. Well, let's put it this way. The Patriots are 5-4 and four and in last place in that division. What? what? Yes. What? Yes. I did not realize that, but then again, Jets, that's, that's, Miami, That Mills. will be what forces Josh Allen's hand. That's going to be the reason why he comes back as soon as he does, depending on severity, is because that division is not secured, especially with Miami holding a 1-0 lead on them straight up and surging. Right. I'd be okay if he sat like a week or two, just to make sure it heals. They, they might be able to have enough of a lead. 
to let that happen. But as long as it's not tearing or needs surgery, should be golden. It's also known as the Tommy John, um, mm-hmm. and it's a pitcher thing for baseball. It's the we'll know on that Tuesday. Stafford had. Yep, and we see how Stafford's handling it. So, um, you know what I want to talk about real quick? That's just an odd thing. Yeah, West Virginia superstar wide receiver, <laughs> fifth overall draft pick, made into the league, did nothing with the Bears, bounced around, and just got activated to the Saints 53-man roster. Just thought I'd throw that back out there. And he's not even that old. I want you guys to remember that. Now, if well, anyone... talking about the speedster that had a couple good games early on this year, it had like it has like two 50-yard touchdown catches for no reason in back-to-back weeks. Uh, that would not be the man I'm talking about. I'm talking about one Kevin White. Mm. Yeah, ah, you're talking yeah, about. Okay, Boston I shouldn't too. say he's not that old. He's 30, which is older in the NFL. But he was six three. He was a freak athlete. I just find it funny that they're still giving this guy a shot. He's had years and years and years to so, show something. It's nothing set in stone yet. There's still a lot of time to tell. But we're going to talk about somebody else in the Chicago Bears real quick while we're on the football train, too. And I just want to say that it might not be so quiet to some people, but quietly, we've really got to start talking about Justin Fields being the best quarterback of his draft class. Like, that yeah. conversation's becoming very real, more and more so every single week, whether people want to admit it or not. Yeah, dude, he looks good. The, the last couple of weeks alone, like the first, um, let's call it the first five weeks, uh, maybe even six. Like it was. No, I call it the first five. I want to go back and listen. I want to find the receipts from what I said because I said that Justin Fields was going to be good. <laughs> I actually had faith in him before the season. I was the only one, and I'm right. Well, hold hold on. Do you not remember me sitting there saying I wanted to trade Travis for the third pick so I could draft him, uh, Travis H? That is true. Because I really I was getting behind the hype and everything. I was like, man. I may have to move this guy. I definitely loved him way more than Lance. Like that was, that wasn't even a question. Um, Especially since the 49ers ended up with Garoppolo anyways, they just wasted that pick. They could have got somebody else. Yeah, dude. And they drafted, are they, uh, they took him right there and it was just, you could have gotten so many other great players or traded back. Hey, if you wanted Mitch Trubisky, you could have just rang the bears. But, um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. I mean, what he did this week, 123 yards, not great, but Passed. had 33 pa- uh, passing touchdowns, and then another 178. Yeah, he set the NFL touchdown. record for rushing yards by a quarterback name. He broke Lamar, uh, Michael Vick's record. Now think about this. He did that on only 15 attempts. He had 10 separate rushes on Sunday that were no, it was eight separate rushes of ten yard, ten plus yards or more. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. Got to remember, Which, his forty time wasn't much slower than Lamar's. He doesn't have quite the top end speed as Lamar, but it's not far off. He's like a he's like a foot like a step slower. And in the last two weeks, he's thrown zero interceptions. He's becoming a little bit more aware of his like. Ball placement and check mm-hmm. down and making sure he doesn't make the dumb mistakes. Yes. The Bears are slowly looking better. Offensively, it's not turning into wins quite yet because their defense now went from being, you know, 
probably tenth, twelfth best in the league to immediately like twenty fifth best because of them trading away their two best players on defense. But yep, and I mean they kept up with Miami, thirty five to thirty two. So I, th- I think actually uh, I lost money on that because I said Miami minus four, and ooh. yep they. They only won by three, so I should have taken the Bears plus three or plus four, but I didn't. Yeah. But that just Speaking shows how how much faith Vegas had in Justin Fields keeping up. Betting because again, you know, you I just, took lines over Green Bay. I did not. And then also, I called Astros World Series champions in six, and they win it in six, just like I said they would before the series ever started, and they did. Yep, yep. I think I first called them seven, and then I hopped on the train with you at six, um, which is great. Again, I think this is where Justin Verlander should retire. I think he needs oh, he's, to be. Uh, he got named. He Well, he's already won a couple of awards for this season. Uh, the big ones haven't been announced yet. The finalists have been announced, but <clears throat> he hasn't officially won any individual big of the big awards yet this which year. Which ones won- do you think he will take home? He's not going to take MVP. He, he's not a finalist for the MVP this year. It's very rare for a pitcher to be in the MVP finalist. I mean, but this year and last year. I mean, Otani won it last year as a pitcher, and then he was the first one to do it since Verlander did in 2011. But Otani uh, is one of the three finalists to win the MVP again this year as a pitcher, but it's because of his dual ability as, at, at the plate as well. But he's not going to win the MVP. Judge is going to win the MVP. Aaron Judge from the Yankees is. <clears throat> Verlander will win the Cy Young, though. If he doesn't, it blows my mind. And he'll be one of 11 pitchers in the entire history of the league with three or more Cy Youngs. And then to include the fact that he's got two World Series rings, an MVP, um, you know, he's top. He's he's already top. Well, he's gonna he's gonna be top 10 in strikeouts in his career all time. In an era where most of the pitchers that are above him on those bulk lists played in an era where they played, where they had an opportunity to pitch like in 120 plus more games than guys today do. Exactly. So I was about to say, say <coughs> that stat one more time so the people in the back can hear it. Right. Like, like if Verlander wins the Cy Young, the fact that he just won another chip, and if he just plays, even if he doesn't win any more individual or team hardware, if he just had some bulk stats for another season we we, we i think we got to start having a legitimate conversation about him being a top 10 pitcher ever especially if he sticks around long enough to fuck around and hit 300 wins oh which is possible that would be nice again i just like it when athletes go out on top you know what i mean yes because it's just one of those things that's like you you won the big the big things. You won the World Series. You won the Super Bowl. You won Stanley Cup. You won just the big moment. Go out. Be the done. The big kahuna is yours. Yeah. <laughs> I Not hate when they try to do one more year, and then they go out on a losing season, and they're sitting there like, damn. I'm like, is that a shot at Brady? More. What was that? <laughs> That's what Giselle said. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not, he lost more than one ring because he ain't winning this year. I'd be surprised oh, no. if the Bucks win. Um, oh, agreed. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're technically like the fourth seed right now in the NFC because they're le- leading their division technically. 
the right. I, I wouldn't count them out because it is Tom Brady. You trust him with, and, uh, the, and they do got a defense that's capable of stepping up and being top five in the league. Right. So like, I wouldn't count him out. I just think there are better teams at the moment. Uh, one of them being the Eagles, um, and the Vikings. The Vikings are very good. I think the Vikings are different this year because I'm wrong. Like they're always a playoff team. They're always a decent team, but I never consider them legit contenders because of the because some of the games that they lose, which in the last two games of this year that they've played are games that in the past four years they would have normally lost. They but they gritted them out and came away with the good wins, tough wins. Right. <clears throat> And that's right. what's that's what's making me a believer. The Vikings is the way they're getting it done now. Okay, okay, I like it. Uh, real quick, uh, before we hop over to basketball, I do want to touch note on this: um, Clemson losing to Notre Dame, thirty-five to fourteen. Alabama yeah. losing to LSU, thirty-one to thirty-two. Tennessee losing to Georgia, twenty-seven <laughs> to thirteen. Michigan's in the playoffs, and if they're not, they're being so disrespected. It's fucking oh, crazy. I can actually sit here and talk about this for a little bit. Because I got some questions, actually. Because <clears throat> I actually asked some in the Facebook group as well about this. Because the way it's, with the way the dust has settled, and the fact that LSU is ranked in the top ten to begin with with two losses already is asinine. And then people are going to try to justify them being up there. They're like, oh, they are that good. They beat Bama. No, Bama's not as good as everyone thinks they are. They were gifted their record beforehand by the refs. You already know how I feel about that. We all talked about it. Yep. But but the picture is very clear now, kind of. Michigan controls its own destiny. The rankings are most likely going to be uh, Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Michigan 3, and TCU 4 if you know they stick to the criteria that they say they should. But anyone want to bet that there's going to be some fuckery and, and that the committee is going to fuck TCU out of that fourth spot and somehow put someone like Oregon or ride the LSU hype and put them in front of TCU. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking that they might do the Oregon um, hype train, the USC hype train before they do the TCU. Or they might... Uh, LSU, obviously, or they might. I, I think this is how it'll probably shake out. Number one, Ohio State. Uh, this, are you talking about for like when the act when it's actually time for the playoffs to happen, like all the conference championship games and play? This is what you think? No, this no. Uh, this this coming week, just okay. this coming week, I think it'll be Ohio State number one, number two Georgia, um, number three Michigan, number four Georgia. I don't think they're gonna bounce anyone besides Clemson. Well, the one thing for the Big Ten is, barring an, a crazy upset that we no one sees coming from the Eastern Conference beating either Ohio State or Michigan in the Big Ten Championship, the winner of the Michigan-Ohio State game is pretty much locked into a top-two seed in the college football playoff. They better be. The, they're, they're pretty much locked at number two. Georgia controls their own destiny now. Georgia wins out, they're number one. But if they if they slip up somewhere along the way, then we can start talking about the Big Ten taking the number one overall seed. <clears throat> but I just don't see Georgia slipping up. See, this is what will upset um, me. We'll beat Ohio State. We'll go to the conference championship. We'll lose by like three points. And then they're going to bounce us all the way down to eighth. We're not going to be like championship. We There's have... no one in the Big Ten that can beat us besides Ohio State this year. And vice versa. I mean, so there's that's no what one I truly believe. But 
That's I mean, we've, pl- we've played six Big Ten opponents, and our average margin of victory is four touchdowns, more than four touchdowns. Yeah, I think we we're are, fine. We're kind of crazy. This is our year. I mean, like you posted in the Facebook group, Crom has better numbers than every other single running back that has won the Heisman. Well, Crom, uh, Bra- Bra- uh, Blake Corum has his Heisman wow. status has moved up. He's now like third in the race. Hendon Hooker is number two, and C.J. Stroud retook number one in the race. But if we beat Ohio State and Corum has one of those Heisman games, and with Hooker already losing, especially if they don't rebound and he starts returning to like baller status, like Corum has a very good shot. If everything goes right, Corum has a very good shot of winning the Heisman as a running back this year. I hope <laughs> so, because through eight games, he beats out Ingram. He beats out Derrick Henry. He beats out... I can see his face. I can't think of his name. Oh, God. Who's the, who's the last running back before those two? Uh, Alabama? No, 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 no. It was uh, a different school. Uh, just uh, a running back, the one Heisman. The yeah. one, the last one before that, that was – he didn't win it, but he was he was a finalist, was Toby Gerhardt from Stanford. No, no, it wasn't Toby. I'm trying to think of it. Maybe I'll have to go back in the Facebook – and look, um, or are you talking about because, and then we can go a little bit before that and go back to the you know Adrian Peterson, Reggie Bush, Darren McFadden era from like 2003 to 2006. Oh, no, I don't think it was Darren McFadden, which none but of them was... won, none of them won the Heisman during there either, besides Reggie. That you know, give him his Heisman back. <clears throat> Right. Oh my God. That's another thing that should happen. He Not takes it on a chin, though. You know, he's he a does. good sport about. It. Like, have you seen like the com- like the Wendy's commercial that he did? That was like obviously a knock at that. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I I love it. I do like it when someone has good good humor about a situation, especially about that kind of stuff. Because like, I, I I truly believe that at some point before he dies, he will get his Heisman's given back. He will get his Heisman given back to him. He should. Like, I can't think of any real reason why they wouldn't want to give it back to him. You know like, what I mean? Especially since, like, like you can't, like, from 2000 to 2005... His like, and, and this, as far as like, or like, let's even go through 2010. Like, his Heisman is like one of the five biggest things that happened in college football. You know, it was it was during, Reggie during Bush. De- it decade. was Reggie Bush. Holy shit! But um, <clears throat> thank you. But um, I don't know. You just can't talk about college football from 2000 to 2010 without talking about Reggie Bush or USC from that 2000 from you know t- USC from 2002 to 2006 2007. Which everyone wants to give like USC is one of the top ten like college football programs ever, and Michigan is too. And you know Michigan kind of fell off the map as being a na- national powerhouse title contender year in year out like same exact time as USC, but no one got the USC never got the hate that Michigan got for it. <clears throat> and USC is just now becoming back to national prop, like being good again in the last two seasons, which we've been good again for more than two seasons, but actual legit title contenders only the last two. But yep. uh, I don't know. I hope I this is the year we do it. I can see. I can see it. The path is clear. I just 
George is just in the way. I don't know if we can, I don't know if we can beat Georgia. I'm sorry. I think we can get to the Natty Chips this year. I think we can actually get to the championship game. I just I bleed maize and blue. I just the Bulldogs are good. <laughs> They're scary. I don't think anyone can beat them again. All right. Like think, think so? about it. Yeah, Tennessee was the number one scoring offense in the country. They just hung 50 points on Bama. They And then they just they, hell. The, yeah, like like it's Georgia's defense is so stat. You know Georgia has like seven players that are backups on their on their defense that are four-star recruits or better. Jesus Christ. So are they going to become the new Alabama? Why, well, that's why they're so freaking good on defense is because, like, even if they put their backups in, they still got a fucking top 20 defensive line out there. Right? <laughs> I mean, if that's the way you got to build it, shit. Are we about to see them take over the SEC rather than Bama? Yeah, I no, think we're so starting, starting, people I, I think and we're switch. starting to see a change of guard and era. I think Clemson's about to be irrelevant in the ACC. I think there's a lot of things that are going to change in college football with the – in the next couple of years with the big conferences realigning USC and UCLA joining the big 10, um, <clears throat> Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC. Like the big 12 and the PAC 12 are going to die unless they do something. Um, they the need a- to absorb like the, a- the Mac and the Sun Belt. I would say the ACC honestly should, should take what I was going to say the PAC 12 should take the Sun Belt. Or no, the Pac-12 should probably take the Mountain West Conference, and then Pac-12. Big Twelve. Are, are you talking about the Pac-10 or the Big Twelve? The, the Pac-12 There's or Pac-10. Pac-10. I don't. Know. It was Pac-12 back before uh, with Stanford. Yeah, it was a long things. time ago, bud. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> man, but the, yeah, the Pac-10 needs to take in the Mountain West Conference for sure. Big, the Big Twelve needs to eat the uh, Sun Belt, and then. Notre Dame needs to finally join a conference, join the ACC to give Clemson, Miami, Florida State, and, no- and Notre Dame like some big actual like nationally recognized stalwarts of the game. Right. <clears throat> For and that's the and that's the only way I see the other conf- major conferences staying alive through that, because otherwise you might as well just you know. It's going to be Big Ten, SEC, and then SEC, and that's it. Which don't get me wrong, there's going to be some upsets now that there's going to be an opportunity. Right, you're it's going to go gonna, to basically the football, the NFL. It'll be, quote-unquote, AFC, NFC, but it'll be Big Ten, SEC, and then you'll have the Northeast, the North, or the North, I South, would love to have been able to see, like, the 2017 U- uh, University of Central Florida undefeated team that claimed their own championship or whatever it was. was it yeah. Like, could you imagine, like, in a 12-team playoff situation, like, actually letting them put their money where their mouth is and just watching the world come unglued as they beat the shit out of Bama somehow? Like, right. That's oh, when is that taking effect too? Because they're they're moving it. Twenty twenty six, I think, is when I think they were right. originally like proposed it, but they were trying to fast track it for this coming next season. This season, it's not going to affect the next twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three, or the twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four season that's coming up. Right. Next. <laughs> definitely. That would be definitely. nice. I, I like the idea of having more teams rather than less teams. Well, yeah, like we see it works. And just because you're on, like, that's the thing. Like, football always, college, NCAA football is always 100% controlled their revenue and money 
the way they want to, and they never gave anything else a chance. But, mm-hmm. you know, that affects TV ratings and fans and everything because they, like, it, you, you can't prove that you're not rigged and not following the money without changing something up. This gives them an opportunity to, to change that a little bit. Um, like, and you can, and you know, it works because how many Cinderella stories have there been in NCAA basketball? I mean, obviously yeah. the teams on paper that are better on paper still have like, you know, like an 85% or more like win percentage, but like that 15% is still allowed to happen in basketball where it was never even an option in football. Like let it happen. Right. Let it happen. <clears throat> which is the funny thing is because like male vasectomies go up in March so people can stay home and watch the March Madness. So here's the thing. Right. If you did that for the football season, that's going to skyrocket. I know I would be scheduling mine. Be like, yep. <laughs> I'm staying home for these. Like, that first weekend is just going to be crazy. So I, I love the idea of it. Um, now, you know what else is crazy? Absolutely what? crazy. What? Cleveland is 8-1 and, and second in the Eastern Conference final, our Eastern conference. conference. Yeah, they're eight and one. You know the trade even, has paid off for Donovan Mitchell. You know what's even crazier? What is that? The Lakers and Golden State are five and fourteen combined record. <laughs> yeah, they're literally two of the bottom three teams. Only Houston is doing worse than them, and People, everyone knew Houston was going into a rebuild. The Warriors are the first te- defending championship team in NBA history to start off 0-6 in their first six road games of the season the following season. That's just horrible. My question is, what do you think it is that's making them so bad at the moment? There's too much noise shit. in that locker room? Yeah. Between the Draymond shit, contracts going up, there's t- chirping that Obviously, everyone knows that Clay is not quite the same person he used to be, <clears throat> and uh, just the want and the drive to be good. How much you know? How much do they have to prove now? They don't have anything to fucking prove no more. Right, they already have a couple and, rings. They already have the ability. So why not trade Steph, Clay? Steph, Steph's just having fun. Oh yeah, at this point, Steph has already proved he's the greatest shooter to ever step on the court. He's already got himself some rings. He's already proved. I did this before KD. I did it after Curry's KD. A, Curry's 100% a top 20 player right now, all time. Right. Yep. Uh, so he can just go out there and have fun. So I would tell uh, the Warriors what they need Fuck, to do I is can, take Clay damn, and his I can contract. Top 15. <laughs> top 15 instead of had, top 20. If, if he had higher bulk stats, I would say 100%. But like, I can't even knock him down for bulk stats because mo- like 99% of people who have ever ranked a top 10 basketball list all time would Magic Johnson's right there at four or five for everybody. And he doesn't have the bulk stats to back shit up either. Right. So maybe, <clears throat> maybe we should put a little more respect on clay, clay, top 10 or sorry, Steph, top 10, not clay. <laughs> clay does not deserve to be top 10. Not even close. <laughs> um, I say take clay Thompson and go trade him for some young players. Go trade him to, let's say the Suns. They're, they're the first seed. They are so close. Go trade them for some younger players or picks and start, you know, what Boston Celtics did. Start that mini rebuild. You know, we, we ended up keeping talent. We were always in the playoffs, but we had so many other picks from bad teams. You know, we just ended up never never having to do a full rebuild. Um, that is so true. The I would say don't play good. big time. 
dump Clay, dump Draymond, keep Wiggins, keep Poole, and go get yourself some <coughs> some good pieces, but mostly picks. I mean, what do you think about this? Clay and Draymond Green for Paul George and cast considerations. Mm, I don't like it. I don't think it would happen. I don't think it would happen. Well, the Clippers, I don't think one even have the the cap space to do that. Well, Draymond well, hasn't well, the, been resigned, the luxury, correct? The, well, he's not, but he's still technically under contract right now. He hasn't resigned, as in like they they haven't extended his contract at all. Um, he still is finishing out his current one. But the thing is, part of the reason the Lake or the Warriors have been able to stay as good as they have been over the last eight years or so is they have abused the luxury cap. Yeah, they have. And there's talks of that of the luxury cap being removed from the league. They're gonna start coming back to a hard salary cap. Oh, and that it, would be rough because then it doesn't matter about the money. It's like you have to be under these contracts. The question is, do you think that means teams are gonna stop handing out super maxes again? They're gonna start. Being more I'm not, money. I mean, there's not necessarily going to be no supermaxes, but you're definitely not going to have more than one supermax player under contract on a team at more than at any given point anymore. Super teams are gone once that happens, unless yeah. they're just willing to take super pay cuts. I kind of like it. I do too. I want to see what people can actually do having, you know, you know, Having oh, actually win basketball the way basketball's been played since you've been playing in middle school without stacking a team, but all now of a sudden you got an agent at the biggest stage, you want to be able to stack teams and then call yourself good for winning a chip? No. That defeats the entire purpose of what you just did for the past fifteen years to get to the league. Yeah, didn't like how didn't does that even hockey feel have good? a luxury tax for a while and then took it away for a little bit too? Or am I misremembering that? I don't think <coughs> hockey is I could be completely wrong. I don't think hockey's ever necessarily had a salary cap. <laughs> I thought they had but, to put one in place for the smaller markets because they were so upset that, you know, the big markets were just paying millions on millions over what any small team could offer. That was hockey, not baseball, right? <laughs> Am I in the wrong sport? <laughs> no, I mean... Because baseball does have uh, a salary, <laughs> but it's not it's got luxury tax as well, correct? Uh no, the MLB does not have a salary cap. They are the league that does not have a salary cap whatsoever. Yeah. Major League Baseball. That's why you have people that's why you see teams offering people t- literally ten year four hundred million dollar contracts. Which like outside, crazy. that's why Patrick Mahomes' contract in the NFL was so fucking crazy. It's because baseball was literally the only sport that saw people offer more than a five or six year contract regularly. Yeah, and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it happened. I mean, you see, to I mean, you sign a ten hockey. year one since. Yeah, that is true. What was that Bledsoe mm. for the Patriots? He signed a ten year, and then Tom Brady took over. <coughs> Damn. Now, I'm pretty sure suck. it was Bledsoe that signed a 10-year contract. And then Patrick Mahomes is the first person that I can think of since Bledsoe to do it. And, yeah. again, we, we see, what, four-year contract here, three-year with 72 mil, gar- all full guaranteed, Kirk Cousins. Um, or, 
I can't believe he finagled the shit out of him. Well, you know, the real bank robber is Michael Thomas. He said, I'm not even going to say that Cousins finagled anybody because he's. No, he, he does well. He's a good QB. You like that? You like that? Yes. Fucking Kurt. That fucking. Did you see the video of him last night? Shredded. And did you see fucking Adam Schefter come out on the field tonight? Imitating him? <laughs> yeah. He, they don't look the same. I can no. tell you that. I mean, Maybe they that's... got. I mean, they both got the same confidence, and they were having. And they were having the time of their life. I'll give it to that. Maybe that's why he's playing even better this year. Is he's like, screw it, I lost the, the semi dad bot. I'm gonna get shredded. I'm gonna go out there and prove I'm worth every penny. <coughs> he's he's well, done well. Well, he's got Adam, a healthy Adam Thielen back for the most part, right. and he's also got an offensive coordinator that lets him throw the ball more instead of just handing the ball to Dalvin Cook 35 times a game. Which ended up having Dalvin Cook hurt quite a bit, so now that Dalvin's healthy all year, you know, it helps out the game script. It helps out everything. Um, I mean, I would love to have those 10 extra touches a game for Cook for fantasy, but, like, he's still pretty fucking effective. Okay, okay. Three more weeks, but he gets an extra 10 touches each week, or the rest of the season, but he doesn't have those... 10 extra touches. Which one are you taking? I'd rather have them the whole season, though. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> because the rest of my team's been doing good that if he's not if he's not putting up 25, 35-point games regularly like he used to. You're okay. He, I'm okay. As long as he's getting me 15, then I'm fine. Okay. Um, so, question. What do you think about the Bulls? The Chicago Bulls right now? Yeah, they're, they're at the AC right now, quote-unquote. Um, for for the Eastern Conference. Um, Just your thoughts on them as a team, because, like, I really loved DeMar DeRozan. He's amazing from mid-range. But I I guess I wasn't quite sure, you know, like, Levine, him, Levine, and LaMelo Ball were, like, all amazing. But at the moment... LaMelo doesn't play for the Bulls. Not LaMelo. Lonzo, but Lonzo's out the season. Yeah. And that's why I was saying, what do you think about them now, seeing that it's just Damar and Levine, and Levine's not playing at the same level that he was. Yeah. I mean, it's good. He's good. Don't get me wrong. He's still great. I mean, yes. the East is top-heavy for sure this year. But, I mean, they'll probably make the playoffs just because of the fucking stupid play-in tournament, which I don't, I don't like that. I don't even know why the play-in tournament was even a thing. Like, Okay, like, cool. All you did is fucking, you know, the, the 7 and 8 seed, the two teams that, you know, played 82 games just like the ninth and 10th seed and did better than them. All you're doing is rewarding the teams that didn't do their, what they should, the, what they had 82 games to fucking do. Like, they played 82 games just like you. Like, it's so stupid. That is so dumb. Yep. <clears throat> yep, because now it'll, yeah, it'll give the fact, let's say the season ended right now, which obviously we're still in the no because like because it's stupid because It'll it's, it's literally it's literally why the Lakers even made it to that bubble championship. Yep, yep. And I was gonna mention that too. It's because some of the stars are now on the outside looking in, and they need that name power because it runs off names. Whereas like football runs off names, but it's also runs off the team. 
Whereas you yeah, don't and they it. knew exactly. That's how I know shit's rigged. They knew exactly what they're doing because the first ever playing game that was televised, of course, was Le- LeBron versus Curry. Yeah, and <clears throat> it's money. It's money, money, money for them. So like, like if Patrick Mahomes leaves the Chiefs, yes, some people are gonna follow him, but it would not be the same as like Kevin Durant leaving to go or LeBron leaving to go somewhere. You have a way bigger migration of fans than in football. So it's not necessarily about the team. It's about the name power of each star. So by having the ability to to ship said stars and still give them a shot to Cinderella story it, blah, blah, blah. You know, My Pistons I mean. won the night. Yeah. My Pistons won the night. Yep. Pistons aren't doing. Too, I mean, they're three, too they're bad. three and eight. They're three and eight. They're still figuring stuff out, but they're right. extremely young. But they got a good team. <coughs> I mean, Cade, Cade, turning into a superstar. Jaden Ivey's going to be a star. We have a lot of really good role players as well. But the team in Detroit that I want to talk about, Red Wings. If the playoffs were to start right now. The Red Wings would be the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. What? what? They are second in their division behind the Boston Bruins, who happen to be the top team in the entire NHL. Yep, and well, they just tie, beat tied the with the Golden Knights tonight. Funny enough, mm-hmm. we won. We came back from 0-2 yesterday against uh, the New York Rangers and ended up winning 3-2 in overtime, and it was a beautiful. It was a beauty. We are seven wins, three losses, two overtime losses. Yep. <clears throat> no, no. The funny thing is, hmm. the point difference and the breakdowns. So, twenty-two. I didn't realize the Bruins led by this much. Twenty-two points. Well, you get two wins. You get two points for a win. Yep. If you straight up just lose in regulation, you get zero points. But if you get to overtime, you get the losing team gets one point. Yep. Winning team still just gets two. Exactly. <laughs> but they have a four-point lead. And, well, I mean, over Detroit, they have a six-point lead. That's just – they're starting to, like, slowly pull away. Same thing with um, the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. They've got 22 points as well. Both are 11-2. and two. So do you think it'll be Vegas Knights against Boston Bruins? way too early to tell hockey's a long season it's a lot it's really physical that it is and Um, that's the thing one injury could change the whole course so like for the red wings right now um that and it's different like it's a different team dynamic than than like football or basketball where like yeah a guy can get hot in basketball or a hitter in baseball can get it. baseball actually baseball and hockey are the most similar in this regard whereas one person getting hot can carry you for an entire series or an entire stretch I don't realize at, how young the Red Wings were Larkin, yeah. Kublak uh, we're literally, we might Larkin, be the youngest team in the league besides Aaron, the Buffalo Sabres are all fucking 25, 26 or 27 so like we have a really young team they're not wow. even the youngest players. No, they're got not. Like Cedar, like, Lucas, they're, they're the ones who are at the top. So, like, 
have the most amount of points <laughs> or assists um, or goals. Or Our third line is the largest average line in NHL history it's ever happened. Six, average, average size of every person on that on their the five people on that line is six foot six, two hundred and thirty pounds. Good lord. Yeah, Michael so Ramsmune, fucking six six, yeah. twenty three years old. Wow. We're gonna be a good team. I don't think we're cup contenders right now, but we should definitely make the playoffs. No, <clears throat> we're not doing bad. Okay. Let's go center, right wings, defense. God, we got some tall boys on here. Mm-hmm. Six, I, th- I think I think we can make the playoffs. Starter. We'll probably lose in the first round. But I don't think we're a bad team at all. I think we're doing pretty damn good. I think... We need to definitely keep an eye on this throughout the season because it could be something totally awesome. And we have two of our players are tied for 15th in points in the league right now. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's what I was mentioning. And, and they're 26 and 27, respectively. Well, if you, if you look up at the top of the NHL scoring list, you'll notice the numbers one and two mm-hmm. play for the same team. Yep. Um, go back for the past four regular seasons, check that, and look for both of their names, see where they are. Oh, oh, that was post. I, that was postseason. You got to go down two. If you go down, it must be the past postseason. <clears throat> Has to be postseason. Let me. Well, they're one and two in last postseason as well. <laughs> and then for the last regular season, they're one and four. In the postseason before that, they're not going to be very high because they got eliminated first round. But the season before that, they were <laughs> one and two. Goodness. Okay. Well, shit. Look at us. Leon Dressel and Connor McDavid are both really good. Yeah, see, I'm not great with. And then the year before that, they were 2 and 4 in the 2018 2019 regular season. And then the 2017 2018 was the year. Was the year before. Or was. The year before draft still came in, it was McDavid's rookie season, I believe. No, McDavid's rookie season was like 2016. But McDavid was number one that year. Let's go back to 2016, 2017. Alex Ovechkin's still playing? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. He's going to... Him and Sidney Crosby both are. I know Sidney Crosby was still going to be doing it just because he's crazy. But, like... Oh, they're both really good. Was... Well, you know, they're like their careers are like always going to be compared. Obviously, like as much as I hate Crosby and I love Ovechkin more, Crosby, <clears throat> as far as full on abil- offensive capabilities, like to assist, set up, and goal score, Crosby's a better player than Ovechkin. Ovechkin's a better pure goal scorer, and I would say that Ovechkin's a better defensive player too. But <clears throat> want to see something crazy? Dub the next one. Yes, I would like to see go to the all- NHL all-time points leaders. You'll notice uh, that uh, Crosby and Ovechkin are right next to each other. Crosby has two more points than Ovechkin. 
they're both top 20, the 18th and 19th. Yep, Ovechkin and Crosby. Two-point difference. How many game difference? Ooh. But Crosby does have him by 160 less games. Yep, Crosby spent a lot of time hurt. So he might have a chance to creep a little higher. You know who's at the top of that list? Oh, obviously Wayne Gretzky. The one and only Wayne Gretzky. You see the point difference between him and second? Yeah. Yeah. And then even second to third is still a big one. We're talking about a thousand point difference from first to third. As I say, if you look at the number to the left of his total points, that's just his assist. And you'll notice that that's more than second place's total points. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) If he had zero, he's the all time leading goal scorer. He has the most goals scored in NHL history. And if he scored zero, he would still be the all time points leader. Yeah. (laughs) And, And he did it in less games than quite a few people on this list. Like Crosby's almost caught up to him in um sorry, Ovechkin's almost caught up to him in games. It's only literally two hundred games on the dot. Ovechkin's already third all time in goals scored. Only Gordy Howe and Gretzky are above him. Alexander Ovechkin's at seven eighty seven, Gordy Howe's at eight oh one and Gretzky at eight ninety four. But with 200 less games played than Gretzky and 480 less played than Howe. See, but you want to know who the best player... I can argue this fact for a reason. The best player to ever walk in a hockey rink was not Wayne Gretzky. Are you ready? You say Mario Lemieux? No. Tiger Williams. He played 962 games. He scored 241 goals. At 272 points. So, total points, or sorry, assists, 272 assists. Points, he had 513. You don't think that's a big team contributor, right? You'd look at that and be like, Ben, what are you saying? You're crazy, right? Okay. He has 3,971 penalty minutes. You're not telling me that dude's not fucking (laughs) fighting for his team every game. (laughs) That dude got dirty often. Oh. No, the only the only player that I'll accept an argument for, but the bulk stats he doesn't quite. I mean, he but he does because he's in top ten of so many things just because of how good he was. Larry Robinson. No, Mario Lemieux. I mean, Larry Robinson was good too. He was. He scored a lot of goals as a defenseman. He's one of the top five defensemen ever, I think. <clears throat> well, he's very underrated. He's one of the top three offensive defensemen ever. But you're saying Lemire though? Mario Lemire. Oh yeah, because if you go just points per game, it's not even close. They're in a class of their own. Yeah. Good lord. Now, what happens if Mario Lemire played an extra 500 games? Think he comes a little closer on this list? Yeah, but I was. I don't know if his body would have started if his body of work would have started slowing down before Gretzky's did naturally without having the cancer and the back injuries. Right. Now, but one... I think it's safe to say that like I think he touches 2500 minimum total career points. 
he might not have been above Gretzky, but I think like you just putting him at 2,500 just still put puts him at like 650 to 700 more than anyone else besides yeah. Gretzky. Now, one <laughs> thing that I do want to prop out Ovechkin for for power play goals, he leads all time. Oh yeah. For uh, game winning goals, he's second all time. Yeah. I agree. For overtime yeah. goals. He's first over Sidney Crosby by mm-hmm. five. So yep. we're talking about these two players. And then even I strength think... goals, he's fourth all time. He's fourth all time. <laughs> Gretzky Howe Yager. Ooh. He's he could pass Yager for that, but I don't think he's gonna that that one Gretzky might might hold on to. So I, I did just want to point that out because at the end of the day, that that has to play into the minds of who was truly better, Gretzky, or not Gretzky, Crosby or Ovechkin. Obviously, Gretzky is the greatest to ever walk. But I, I honestly, in my rankings, will now move Ovechkin over Crosby. Ooh. I mean, the fact that on the goals for even scoring goals, power play for game winning goals and overtime goals. He he beats him in every single one. Yeah. So when the team needed him most, he did it for them. And he keeps right up in stats. They have a two point difference in in points. Ovechkin has oh, a hundred more games than him played, sure, than Crosby. But he's got 254 more goals. Granted, less assists, that's not his play style. He gets it done, though. So um, just thought I want to throw that out there for you. So in that case. Crosby's plus minus is a lot better. Well, that it is. We can cherry pick. Remember, this is our show. Yeah, that's true. Cross is 20th <laughs> all time individually on assists, and it's very likely that he flirts with top 15 after this year at the rate that he goes. Right. He's not going to touch, no one's going to touch Gretzky's assist totals. No. But, no one. There's no one even active playing that would even be. I mean, David Rest still could at the rate that they're going, but they have to keep a high pace for a long time. Yeah, let me let me see where they are currently. Just like that's a a pretty hefty price to pay the piper. I want to someone's got to pay the piper. You know what I mean? See where they are career already. For their young careers, because they're not even old. <clears throat> I think McDavid's the older of the two, and he's only twenty-five. Oh. Alrighty. So, one quick thing for everyone, uh, because we don't get enough interaction and engagement. We want a comment, a like, subscribe, a share. Yeah. We want you to join the Discord, join the Facebook, be interactive. We're going to start doing little things for those people that are around us, and we want 
to to really start having fun with this. The YouTube shorts are coming. We've edited a couple of them. Obviously, we want a little backlog so we can do this. Uh, today, we didn't play a single game. Um, yeah. So we'll actually be doing that in just a minute. So go ahead and don't forget to tell your grandma to get her dentures off my nightstands. We out. <laughs>